Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. I got a fever. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more Brewers wins. I got a fever, Rowdy. The Milwaukee Brewers. Brewer fever is a real, living, breathing entity. That is the real thing that has stricken us here at the Truly Hard Seltzer Studios is the Brewer fever. They do it again. Rowdy. Eduardo Escobar, you know, the... You know, breaks the tie four to three. Brewers beat the Phillies. Uh, the bullpen was dy- dynamic, awesome. Josh Hader getting his thirtieth save. Brewers could have just dominated the Phillies, but instead we we got a little nail biter, a little barn burner here. What a game last night for the crew, Rowdy. Yeah, was it ever a doubt? Was it ever a doubt once the Brewers got to the Phillies bullpen? Never doubted it. Never doubted it once. Rowdy. That Phillies bullpen not very good. Never doubted. You know whose bullpen's really good? Saw it last night. The Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers. My God. Um, it was this feeling, right? And I know you had tweeted it out and you had talked about it, and we've been saying it for the past couple of weeks or you know month or two months, but there's this feeling, right? You can feel it in the air. Maybe it's that football's back, you know, that we're back tailgating. Maybe that the Packers are coming up this Sunday in Jacksonville, or maybe it's the fact that the Brewers have now tied a franchise best 30 one games above 500 and 12 games above the Reds for first place to the NL Central and their magic number is down to 10 rowdy we're almost in the single digits yeah they're at 31 games over 500 first time since 1982 <laughs> and this is their next uh, eight games Cleveland for three Detroit for two Chicago Cubs who are hot now <laughs> but have a losing record for three those are all teams at or below 500. My God. The Brewers are, it's incredible. We have a, a message here from our guy, True Advisor, on Twitch. He says, Somebody pinch me. How are the crew this good? Well, you know how we talked about they're going to have 16 games in 16 days and it's all against good teams that are competitive and fighting for playoff spots? This is how they finished that 16 games in 16 days two out of three against Cincinnati. One out of three against Minnesota. Don't forget how terrible the umping was. That was terrible. Three out of four against the San Francisco Giants, the best team in baseball. Yeah, they're. Uh, what did you What did you DM us last night, RJ and I, about the Giants, Rowdy? I have to go back and look. Here, I'll go look quick. So three out of four against the Giants, the best team in baseball. Oh, Forty games over five hundred. That's what it was. Two and one against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, and two and one against the Phillies. They took every single series. They won every single series against the playoff uh, caliber teams that they played in that 16 games in 16 days. Plus, they had starters like Freddie Peralta that didn't necessarily pitch well. Yep. Plus, he was coming off the IL after those two starts. Yep. You had Brandon Woodruff who got touched up a couple times then. Yep. You had people battling the Rona. Yeah, you had COVID, and you also had... Uh, guys on the IL or had to place guys on the IL. Yep. And you've had, you know, names, big names not producing and other guys coming come stepping up. How are the Brewers this good? You still went 10 and 6. 10 and 6. 
10 and 6. How are the Brewers this good? It's a collection of talent and guys that believe in one another and believe in the message and believe in a a cause, and they're out here gelling. It's one of those teams, Rowdy, that can can you describe? Can we describe how good the Brewers are at what they have? Or it's just one of those things that it's just it's it's their year. You know when teams just it's their year, and you you look at that lineup and you're like, I don't know who else these guys really are, but my God, they're really damn good. Is the Brewers? It's just is it just their year right now? Is that one of the teams? It's just their year. Well, first off, we all know that they have great starting pitching. Yep. We know that they have a really good bullpen. And after that, they've had a bunch of guys that have found ways to win games yeah. offensively. Yeah. We've, we've talked about it. They've had guys that aren't really huge names trading off times in which they're going to be the hero for the week. Everyone's a hero of different week. Different we're, hero now, every week. we're now all of a sudden seeing Christian Yelich coming on over the last month or so. You're seeing guys like Omar Nervaez. You're seeing guys like Colton Wong have career years. Yep. You're, and let me let me not forget Avisel Garcia. He's Aye. also having a career year. We're also seeing rowdy pitchers continue to hit for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, Freddie Peralta. Freddie, Freddie Peralta. How about, how about him running home last night, beating the throw with the slide? <laughs> it's it's got to be the, it's the Brewers here. You got pitchers hitting Freddie Peralta, who's one of the worst hitters on the pitching staff for the Brewers. I know that's funny to say. But he even gets it done last night. I don't – Rowdy, this team has just got it going. This team has it going on, and it's 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 fantastic. I see the billboard. October is coming. Get your playoff tickets. I'm getting emails you know, from the flagship for the Brewers talking about you know uh, playoff runs and potential World Series, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's magical. It's magical. Yeah, and not only do they have the – well, the most games over 500 they've ever been in franchise history – with uh, 31, that ties the 1982 team, the team that made it to the World Series. It's pretty nice. I mean, this Brewers team continues to roll because they extended their lead in the division to 12 games, which is also the largest it's ever been in franchise history. Crazy. The last time it was at 11 was 2011. Yep. Now 2021, it's at 12 and, well, only climbing. And so crazy. The Brewers, let's see here, are the what third best team in the NL and the fourth best team record-wise in all of the majors. Only the Giants, who have 90 wins, 90 and 50. The Dodgers are 88 and 52. And then you have the Rays, who are 88 and 52. And then you look at your Milwaukee Brewers, sitting there at 86 and 55. <laughs> 31 games above 500. And just dominant. It's crazy. Rowdy, from where we started this season to where we are now, it's, it's, I, I, don't I would get, just I say, can't put it into words, I really. would just say since late May. Yeah, late May. Because they actually came out and played pretty good baseball in April. The, the pitching was amazing. Yeah, I guess this is the opening series, right? Was the bad one. But yeah, since, since late May, where May they really fell apart. Wow. Crazy. The Brewers right now, um, where are they on pace for 98? So 99? Whatever it is, we just got True Advisor saying, are we going to win 100? They very well could. I mean, it's it's doable. Currently on pace for almost 99 wins. Man, wow. So Brewers definitely making the playoffs. Brewers definitely winning the division. I'm looking here. It's just, you know, 538. They're not always the greatest at predicting stuff, but it's something to, fun to check in. Uh, World Series, they're giving 29% to the Dodgers, 17% to the Rays, 12% to the Strohs, then the uh, fourth best team with the highest odds go to your Milwaukee Brewers, 9%. 
And then the Giants, they give 8%. So the Giants, uh, I guess they have more of a murderer's row. So, Rowdy, as we near the playoffs here, the magic number is at 10. And I think you said this yesterday to Ben, young Ben Kenny, because we were talking about, you know, who did you want to see? And he was like, I think you guys don't want to see the Phillies. I think you'd want to see this. Who do you want to see? Do you want to see the Brewers? You know, be the top. Like, what do you what do you want to see happen for the Brewers in the playoffs here? I like them right where they're at. I like them at number two. You let the Giants and the Dodgers one of them's going to have to play the wild card games uh, against the second wild card. And then the winner of the West right now is going to have to play the winner of that wild card game, which you would imagine means that in the NLDS, you're going to have a Giants Dodgers matchup. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have the Brewers versus the winner of the NL East. And love that. The NL East is pretty much wide open. You have the Braves sitting at 73 and 65. You have the Phillies who are two and a half games behind at 71 and 68. And even the Mets that are clinging to life at 70 and 70 are just four games back. All, all three of those teams are still probably in play, though it's probably going to be the Braves or the Phillies. Yeah. I mean, if I if I had to hand pick one, obviously I would go with the Mets because I think they're clearly the worst <laughs> worst of those three teams. Yeah. But out of the Braves and Phillies, it's probably the Braves. Rowdy, so yeah. Definitely the NL East. We'll take that. I have some. I have a funny stat or uh, a good, cool stat I want to get to. Uh, let's go to the phones really quick. Welcome to the show. Are do, are you a believer in Brewer Fever, caller? We're going to the World Series and win it all. Since Robin Yount. Love it. Captain Spock here, by the way. I'm hey. watching Star Trek 2. Live long and prosper. Thank you, Spock. One second, Spock. Let me just toss you and hold, Spock. Uh, Rowdy, Captain Spock literally just said, we're going to the World Series and we're winning it all. Thank you, Spock. So Josh Hader, another 30-save season. I saw Adam McKelvey tweet this out. Josh Hader is the fourth Brewers reliever to log 30-plus saves in multiple seasons. Can you name the others? Hader's the fourth Brewers reliever to log 30-plus saves in, a mul- in multiple seasons. Can you name the others? Francisco Rodriguez? Yep, 2014 and 15. Francisco Cordero? Uh, not on the list. Coco, maybe? As in Coco Cordero? Nope. Really? Uh, Dan Plesak was the first in 1988, then in 89. Then there was a gap until John Axford in 2011-2012. Axford was going to be my next guess. And Francisco Rodriguez in 2014-15. and 15. Hader had 37 saves in 2019, and now is 30 again last night is, uh, is the list I'm looking at right here. So, wow. So I would have got three out of four. Well done, Rowdy. Well done. Josh Hader just continuing to do it again. Wow. Uh, Dougie says he's got a serious question on Twitch. Doug, what is your serious question? Please. I, I, uh, Francisco Cordero had 44 saves in 2007 for the Brewers. Didn't hit 30 again. Oh, though. you were close then. Can we just transfer some of those to the other side? Yeah, if, if we would have counted as next year in Cincy, he would have got it because <laughs> he went 44 and 34. Remember when uh, he, he technically had 22 in 2006? Dude. Really? How about the uh, how about the airbender last night too? That that pitch for uh, Devin Williams is absolutely straight filth. Devin Williams is nasty, Rowdy. That dude, that that bullpen for the Brewers, dangerous. We got uh, a little taste of Aaron Ashby again too. He picked up the win yesterday. Yeah, he pitched pretty well again. I mean, outside of those first couple starts, Aaron Ashby's throwing the ball really well. Yeah. Doug, uh, like, look at his ERA. His ERA is in the threes already, and that's yeah, 3.6. His, his debut. He didn't even get out of the first inning and gave up four runs. 
Yeah. I mean, after his debut, his ERA was over 36. How excited were you to see Brent, Brent Suter for a third of an inning? I mean, it is what it is at this point. I was, I was, I was fine of a third. What's up with Freddie Peralta last night, by the way? Just little, just coming back a little bit, a little rusty, or? Well, I mean, he only had one earned run. Yeah, a I lot mean, of the innings were extended with Luis Arias c- committing one error technically, but the other one that should have been a double play wasn't because he bobbled it. How many errors? And that's does he technically have now? not an error, but you know, really, it is. How many errors does he have now in the season? He's got a lot. Uh, that's fine. Brewers still, uh, Brewers still winning four to three. Love it. Love to see it. You know, Brent Suter comes in after uh, Peralta, then Ashby picks up the win. Uh, Boxberger, he gets one. Devin Williams gets one. And then Josh Hader comes in and shuts the door. It was absolutely phenomenal what we saw last night. And Eduardo Escobar, another a reason why we look at David Stearns and say whatever that guy touches usually turns to gold as Eduardo Escobar breaks the tie-up in the sixth inning with the whole, with a solo shot and Brewers go on to win. Just incredible. And he was battling injury too, Rowdy. I mean, he's, what's how many games has he been back now? Couple, handful. Yeah, it's been probably close to a week. Yeah, so I mean, Brewers have been battling some injuries of you know big key guys, some coronavirus from big key guys, uh, some other guys just slumping, and everything's just starting to come together. My kind of and team. it sounded like on the broadcast last night with um, Manny Pena and with uh, Willie Adamas, both of those guys. If it was like June. They're probably still playing, but since it's the end of the season, they're just trying to get them as healthy as possible, getting ready for the postseason. So that, I mean, that sounds encouraging for both of them. It really does. Brewers have tonight off and then they're going out to Cleveland to take on the Indians for a weekend series. So that's a lot of games off here for the Milwaukee Brewers coming up. That's a good thing, right? Rowdy for sure. They have this Thursday. And then next week, Monday, Thursday off. The following week, Monday off. We celebrate, too, because Rob Reichel from Forbes.com is on. Robbie, what's up, brother? How do you like your uh, highly successful coach's chances tonight, Evo? Um, what's what's the line again, Rowdy? Nine and a half. What's the line? I'll take the Cowboys, Robbie. Yeah, those, those whole teams coming off Super Bowl championships struggle sometimes to cover. That, uh, that 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 first game out of the shoot, I I, I definitely I definitely think your uh, highly su- successful coach is going to be zero and one though, Evo. <laughs> well, I mean, I I love Mike McCarthy, but here's something I love even more, and that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is he's he's a living legend, Robbie. Like he's the man. I can't. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is sports, isn't he? He he, I, I, he is sports. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Robbie, Tom Brady is sports. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> And he's so good looking, you know? I mean, that's just, I can't get around it. All right, Rob, speaking to you, I mean, good looking on the radio here, my guy Rob Reichel from Forbes.com. Robbie, what's it mean for you that we're finally done with all of, you know, the, the preseason or whatever, and now Sunday the Packers go out to Jacksonville to take on the Saints? You personally, how does it feel to get underway for, God, how many years have you been covering the NFL now, Rob? Since I won, my friend, I'm pretty old. Um, so... What what does it mean? What does it feel like? I, the the off season, the training camp, all that stuff is is just kind of nonsense and malarkey to me, largely to get to this right. And 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 more and more Evo every single year. Um, and and whatever. There's there's good stories to be told in the off season and and things to that effect. But I mean, these teams know Evo more and more every single year. I mean, when, when they show up in in the fourth week of July for training camp. 
they know who 45 to 48 guys on the roster are going to be. It's, it's pretty anticlimactic. I mean, they're, they're going through six weeks of preparation, obviously, to get ready for the season. And then at the same point in time, you want to maybe settle, you know, five to eight jobs and, and things to that effect. So, no, I, 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 I'm extremely excited. Let the last dance begin. Um, yeah, I see right here on Forbes.com, the last dance is upon us. Rob Reichel has an article at Forbes.com exploring uh, the parallels between the 1998 Bulls and uh, this year. Robbie, tell me more. Well, I mean, obviously those 98 Bulls were one of the most successful uh, you know, NBA teams in the, you know, and organizations for that stretch in the history of the game, right? Uh, two, two three-peats in an eight-year window, six championships in eight years. You've got the greatest player in the history of the sport in, in Jordan. You've got, you know, the all-time wingman in Pippen, arguably the greatest coach in Phil Jackson. And, you know, in, in, in the final year when they were being dismantled, Evo, they obviously went and won the championship, as everybody knows, in, in 1998. And, you know, in, in all likelihood, you know, I would say 90-plus percent chance, Evo, that this is it for Rodgers and, and, and this gang. It could be it for Devontae Adams. It, it's certainly going to be – you know, the, the last go-around for a lot of these guys. And, and they know that, Evo. They're approaching it that way. You know, they're trying to block it out. They all talked about it yesterday kind of from a mental standpoint. Uh, but deep down, Evo, you know, they, they, they know what's at stake. They, they know this is kind of their last last chance to make a big run together. There's, you know, when you think about it, Evo, you know, the, the, the Packers won the, won the Super Bowl, you know, in, in, in the 2010 season, the 45th Super Bowl. They actually won it in February of 11, but it was the 2010 yep. season. And, and I think we were all ready to crown them a dynasty, right? They, mm-hmm. they had so much young talent on that roster, you know, that, that probably, you know, eight to nine, eight to nine uh, of, of their top 10 or 12 players were, were in their mid-20s, really in their prime years, like Rodgers and, and Clay and Jordy. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And, and, and all they've done since then – uh, well, they've won a lot of games, Evo, but all they've done is disappoint in the biggest moments possible, right? The, the 2014 NFC Championship game is, you know, one of the one of the biggest black guys in franchise history. They lost title games, conference title games in 16, 19, and 20. Uh, you know, Rodgers is thrown for a hell of a lot of touchdown passes and yards and not many interceptions, and he's won a lot of football games, Evo, but he, but he hasn't been able to take him back. I mean, we're talking 11 years now starting this season, so... A remarkable amount at stake for this group. Um, in all likelihood, when you and I are talking next year, Evo, we're talking about QB1 being Jordan Love. Um, we're talking about Rodgers in a different uniform. We're talking about the Packers looking completely different because they're going to be in absolute salary cap hell when this offseason hits Evo. So this is this is largely it for this group. And, um, you know, they'll try to make a run and, and do what Jordan's both did 23 years ago. Rob, I'm feeling really optimistic actually about the Packers this year. Whoa, I feel like they're on the FU tour, but but when people make the last dance, I guess uh, comparison, I get it. But also, I look around and I go, I, I don't think they have Phil Jackson. I don't think they have Michael Jordan. I think they do have a good Scottie Pippen and Devontae Adams. Well, it it, it, it is a ludicrous comparison. To <laughs> it totally guys. is. It totally is. Like like Rogers and Adams to compare themselves to Jordan and Pippen, and and they took a lot of you know they took a lot of heat on social media and some various posts from other NBA and NFL players after they after they ran that in, Instagram 
picture, you know, with of Jordan and Pippen. I mean, Jordan and Pippen combined for for twelve rings, right? And and these guys between them have one. Devontae has zero. Rogers has the one in in twenty ten. And and again, let let's be honest. That, hey, Robbie, that, that's, that's, sorry to interrupt, but in twenty twenty one, you can say whatever you want and people believe it. So there you go. And real quick, if if they brought Clay Matthews back, would that be like Scotty? Would that be like Paxton? Johnny Paxton? <laughs> Yeah, these days that might be more like a Bill Cartwright or a Bill <laughs> Who's, da- who's Dennis Rodman? Or... Who's Dennis Rodman? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, that, who is their Rodman? That, that's I don't a think they have a Rodman. You know, their wild man could be a guy like Bakhtiari when he's healthy, right? He could certainly put him down with Rodman. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. They, they, they fully understand, guys, that, that in all likelihood this, this is their last chance to make a run at it and – um, it, it's not going to be easy. You're, you're spot on, Nelly, for those guys to compare themselves, you know, to a Rod. Uh, I'm sorry, to a Jordan and a Pippen is, is ludicrous. The parallel is, though, I think they all understand, and 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 not a lot of teams fully grasp this, guys, when they're going into a season. But these guys obviously do now, with Rogers being front and center at this thing. They do really get it that this is probably going to be their last shot at it. They're going to be dismantled. When, when the season ends, you know, the Packers are going to turn a page and, and try to start the Jordan Love era a year from now. And, you know, and when off-seasons hit, guys, sometimes it's a real surprise to players and fans and things to that effect. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think there's any secrecy what's going on in Green Bay right now. This, this is kind of it for this group, and, and they're going to take a run in it starting Sunday. Uh, Rob Reichel from Forbes.com joining us right now. Uh, Robbie, when it comes to Devontae Adams specifically, he was on the podium yesterday in between talking about the last dance, which it's just such an eye roll for me. It's like you can't, we, we already covered that. But, Rob, he was saying uh, when it comes to a contract, like he says, no, I'm not going to end the regular season. It's not happening. Is he solely putting his card on the horse that is Aaron Rodgers? Well, if he does, it's a mistake, guys, because, I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, the Packers can certainly take him when the year is over and you know they, they can trade Aaron for example to Denver um, or something to that effect and, and get back a boatload of draft picks but you know um, and, and I think you know behind closed doors the, pa- the Packers and Rodgers probably have a gentleman's agreement at this point in time that unless something dramatically changes that's going to be the outcome here after the 2021 season but 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 Devontae's fate is, is going to be held you know largely by the Packers if they choose to take him and that that could obviously lead to you know a, a lot of hurt feelings and even if a, a potential Adams holdout at some point in time um but but I think a guy 28 years old who let's be honest probably has another three to five really good football years left I, the, the Packers aren't just going to let him walk guys and, and receive whatever they will from a compensatory draft pick standpoint um I, I I would I would lean to think the Packers would put the tag on him and, and deal with whatever comes next if they if they can't come to some kind of agreement. Now, now the other thing, Evo, you know, fans and fan bases and people in general go go kind of crazy um, at this time of year when certain contracts aren't done. Let, let let let's be honest. I mean, this happens year in and year out where you get through a summer, teams haven't you know solidified uh, you know. Uh, contracts with guys heading into the following season. I think we were having this talk, guys, last year about Aaron Jones, for example, right? Uh, We all thought because the Packers and Aaron Jones didn't get anything done going into the 2020 season that he was a lock to leave. And and even guys, the first, you know, leading into free agency, I think we all thought Aaron Jones was going to leave. And then then things eventually find a way to get done. Um, No, uh, Evo, I don't don't think Adams – 
um, is is lock and step with with Rodgers. Uh, so much of this is going to depend on where Rodgers winds up getting traded. I mean, if it's a team like Denver, guys, obviously they're loaded at the wide receiver position. Are they going to have room for a guy like Adams and that, and that potential contract? That would be a surprise to me. So uh, a lot of it is where Rodgers winds up. Now Adams can eventually work his way there, I guess, if he wants to. But but no, I I, I don't you know I, I don't think it's a, a given by any means that these guys are playing together beyond the next seventeen games. Yeah, and Rob, if he does somehow find his way out of Green Bay, I think Packer fans will finally get what they've wanted, a receiver in the first round. <laughs> yeah, maybe even a couple of them, right, Nelly? I mean, they, they, they will have to. I mean, keep in mind, after, you know. Like they're not going to have anything after him. No, and, and MVS is in a contract here, right? Yeah. Tanya's contract is going to have to, you know, come front and center here at some point in time. It's probably a one-year a gig here with Randall Cobb because he, he he's not you know I, I think Amari Rogers is actually the only guy under contract after after this season guys so they you know they they've got a lot of flux at that wide receiver position moving forward it, it that that unit will look dramatically different you know a year or two from now that than than it does today and hold Rob me, you're, hold you me, Rob especially if you're going to turn it over to a young quarterback that's your guy you're not you're going to have to surround him with somebody you can't just have him throwing to Amari Rogers myself Ebo and RJ well I'll take the paycheck though. Yeah, they won't handle it the way the Lions did, right? For example, and you know, let 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 a you know let 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 really good people walk out of town, right? Like like Marvin Jones and 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 the kid who went to the uh, to the Giants, for example. Um, that and 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 then try to fill it with a bunch of mid-level and low-level guys. So the, the Packers will be aggressive, and and they will they will they will absolutely use a a, a number of draft picks to, to to restock that position. But again, guys, we'll we'll see how this plays yeah. out. I mean, if they have, if they have to eventually commit twenty-seven, thirty million dollars a year to Devontae Adams, um, and I'm not sure they will. You know, because let, let's be honest, guys, if if they turn it over to Love. They're in the middle of a rebuild slash, you know, reload, retool, whatever you want, whatever t- title you want to put on it. Do they want to commit that much money to a, a wide receiver, um, you know, who's who's approaching his thirties? Would they, you know, would, would would they move him for draft picks, much like they did with Rodgers? And and now a guy like Adams is obviously in a different city than Rodgers. I mean, they might come out of this guys if, if they make another Super Bowl run or even win it, and then trade. You know, both both Rodgers and Adams take take a guy like Adams and then move him. Um, they they could come out of this guys with you know let's let's call it three to four first round picks and you know a couple of seconds and some thirds or something like that. They get six to eight picks for those those two guys together and and that would certainly jumpstart any kind of rebuild we're talking about. All right, Robbie, uh, the, I'm glad that Rob lot to, to dissect it and we'll do that throughout the season, right? Like there's <laughs> there's some time to talk about this, Robbie. But let's focus on the task at hand here. Believe it or not, NFL starting tonight, obviously, but Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Packers not in New Orleans. Oh nay nay, Rowdy. They're in Jacksonville to take on the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, you know, getting the rock for uh, New Orleans. Robbie, I love this. What does my friend Rob Reichel of Forbes.com see happening Sunday at TIAA Bank Stadium? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the, with, with, with the kind of the end result. And I, I think Green Bay wins, guys. Green Bay catches a huge break, you know, that this game is, is not in the Superdome. Um, one of the probably three to five loudest venues in the, in the league. Now they'll have to deal with the heat and the humidity, obviously, and, and that's going to be a challenge. And 
as Matt Lafleur talked about yesterday, uh, you know, on on the podium there. All he wants is when these guys pee for it to be clear. Um, so that was that was a very amusing comment by by, by the head coach. And so they're they're clearly taking all the precautions necessary and in terms of hydration and things like that. But it is, it is going to be very tough for them to prepare and, and to deal with that heat. Uh, New Orleans, guys, has still won 49 games in the last four years. Um, even without Drew Brees, now it's, it's a really good roster. It's probably going to be a playoff team when, it, when it's all said and done. Are they going to win 12, 13 games again? Probably not with Winston. You know, you're looking at probably a 9-11 to 11 win team. But I think there's a lot of points, Evo. Uh, the Saints are rebuilding that defense. They took some real hits in free agency. Um, you know, but, but remember now, you know, as, as good as Breeze was through, you know, his, his terrific, you know, almost 20 year career guys, you know, by the end here, the last couple of years, he could not get the ball downfield. Jameis Winston can, and, and the Packers catch another big break that Michael Thomas won't be playing for the Saints. He's yeah. done pop for six weeks. Um, you know, but the Saints are still going to move the ball and they're going to score some points. Um, Evo, I'm going to say 31-27 Green Bay and um, kind of a borderline shootout and, and, and a lot of points being scored in, in, in that heat down there. But I, I think at the end of the day, Rodgers and the gang find a way to get it done. Rob, Robbie, you said something before that last question, but if the Green Bay Packers win the Super Bowl and move on from Rodgers and Adams... I can't wait to be here for it. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for the the hot takes, Robbie. The hot takes. Yeah, it'll be fascinating, won't it? Will it be the mic drop, you know, where they just drop it and go? Or will the Packers be under so much pressure that they they absolutely have to bring him back? It'll be fascinating, guys, either way. Great storyline. Rob, before I let you go, my friend, uh, any words of encouragement for Graham Mertz against Eastern Michigan? Well, thankfully it's Eastern Michigan, right? And not and not Notre Dame or Michigan or or somebody like that this week on the schedule. Iowa, something to that effect. Um, I, I just hope, guys, he's not broken. I was telling that to Nelly before we came on. He, he, he doesn't look confident. There's not a lot of zip on the ball. He has happy feet. It's, it's, it's a bad combination of a lot of things. This is the week he's got to get it back on track, obviously, Evo, and, and then find a way to beat Jack Cohn and those and those fighting Irish in two, in what, what is that, two Saturdays. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Robbie, enjoy Sunday. We'll check it out on Twitter at Rob Reichel, Forbes.com as well, Conley Media. Rob, you are a uh, you are a national treasure here on Overline. We love you, Robbie. You guys you guys enjoy it. Good luck to your highly successful coach tonight. Yep, I'll pass along the message to Mike. See you, Rob. Sounds good, buddy. There he is, Rob Reichel. Well, M- McCarthy's listening, so M- Mike, Mike heard you. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code The Zone 125 You bet, you win. You get paid. BetUS.com. The case for all 32 NFL teams to win the title in 2022. Uh, they give right here the least percent, uh, the lowest percent of winning the Super Bowl, with less than a 0.1% chance to win the Super Bowl, goes to the Houston Texans. I feel like that's high. <laughs> less than 0.1? Yeah. Yes. Can, can Is there something less than zero? Can you do a percentage less than zero? No, but I think zero would probably have been sufficient. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> they have no shot. The Texans are starting Tyrod Taylor, right? Like Ty, Tyrod Taylor is starting correct. quarterback for the Texans. Hey, he would have been a starting quarterback had a uh, doctor not punctured his lung with a needle.
Yeah, I think Herbert would have un- unseated him. Yeah, but it would have been like a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a couple weeks. Hey, Tyrod Taylor is a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. Yes. He just happens to be like 30 to 32. Right. Yeah. He's... I mean, Tyrod Taylor's chance of leading a team to a Super Bowl, is it 0% or less than 1.1% rowdy? What would you give Tyrod Taylor's percentage of leading a, any team if you put Tyrod Taylor in any team to a Super Bowl? Um, I guess the percentage would change with the team. So if I put him on the Buccaneers, which is the team to to the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Rain I would Jam say, does bring up a good point, by the way. Uh, they're playing 17 games this year. Yep. I'm going to go with if Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – They'd win like eight games, maybe. Okay. Uh, Ram Jam from Scotland, a listener on Twitch, here, does have a good point. Uh, Leicester City was it, or just Leicester? Was it just Leicester? I think it's Leicester City. They won the English Premier League when they were one thousand to one preseason odds. I remember when Leicester City won the EPL. That, that was wasn't like too long ago, was it? No, a couple of years ago. That was like the equivalent of the Browns at the time who were coming off. Did the Browns have a defeated season? Or was the, was it'd be the the, like the Lions. It'd be like the Lions going on a dynasty and winning the the Super Bowl like three, four times. I remember in a row. it was like big, made a big thing because some guy had like a a ticket on him. Yeah, like yeah. to win it all. Leicester City won it, and it was like it was the most astronomical like head scratching. I can't believe that just happened a feat that has ever existed in sports. Gwen and, Stefani wrote a song about it. It was bananas. This ish is bananas. So, yes. Last year, the Texans had a pretty dysfunctional coaching staff. Deshaun Watson was their quarterback. Um, they won four games. Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, was like a top five quarterback. Well, and how many new players do they have on their roster? A ton. They have a ton of. Uh, new players that are all fighting for jobs and a new coaching staff, which is green. I mean, Cully's been there. He's been around for a long (laughs) time. He's the oldest. He's just never been a head coach. coach Oldest first time head coach ever. Uh, 31st, the team with uh, another less than one or 0.1% chance goes to the New York jets. Uh, They have a new coach, you know, Robert Sala there had friends with head coach of the Packers, Matt LaFleur. Then let's see here. uh, New York. uh, The hell's their quarterback again? Wilson, Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, pretty boy Zach Wilson. Good-looking mom, too. Um, I don't expect them to uh, be making the playoffs. They have an 8.8% chance. It's the New York Jets. Death, taxes, and Bernie the Jets suck. Bernie has hope right now. And then, he did say that. You have hope, and, and then the season until, starts. Until the week I just one. love that Bernie has a his Jets jersey is his Bollinger jersey. Hey, that's last good quarterback. That's when you know the guy, you get that's, his jersey. Besides Favre, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean... He's last good quarterback. He's never Chad Pennington. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Sanchez went to two AFC championship games. Leftwich was there too, right? Did he end up with the Jets? Or was that just Jaguars? I thought that was just the Jaguars. uh, But he uh, might have been there for a second. Another less than 0.1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Testaverde. There you go. Oh, there's a good one. Less than 0.1% chance and uh, a 7.8% chance of making the playoffs. The Detroit Lions, 30th. They're going to stink. Yeah. They'll be last in the NFC North. Yeah. They yeah, should be. Probably. Yeah. And I mean, it's the Lions. Again, death taxes and the Lions stink. I mean, well, they're, they're one that's totally scrapping everything and trying to start over yeah. to actually start winning. Is Jared Goff the – who's the worst starting – is Andy Dalton the worst starting quarterback or is it Jared Goff? Andy Dalton. Dalton. All right, coming in at number 29, a 0.1% chance of uh, getting to the Super Bowl and a 14% chance of making the playoffs, the Cincinnati Bungles. 
Uh, we'll see what happens with I'm Joe surprised Burrow. you haven't listed Jacksonville yet. Well, Rowdy, coming in at number 28 is the Jacksonville Jaguars. 0.1% chance of winning the Super Bowl, 14.8% chance of making the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence and the rookie campaign that is. I mean, rookie quarterback, <laughs> rookie head coach, your second first-round pick out for the season. Now, James Robinson's pretty damn good. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, th- that Jacksonville team is a far cry from what it was in 2007. Or 17. <laughs> or 7, probably. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> same. Trevor Lawrence, we'll see what happens. It's not the team that made the uh, AFC yeah. championship game. And no, well, they had a really screwed. good defense. Yeah, they did get screwed. Yeah. Coming in at number 27, I'm glad young Ben Kenny's not here. A 0.2% chance of winning the Super Bowl and a 19.2% chance of making the playoffs, the Philadelphia Eagles. Still a lot of quarterback question marks. I mean, the head coach's first press conference was probably about how the season was going to go, a train wreck. Um, <laughs> at least he didn't have crazy eyes. Yeah. No, but he also he just seemed like a guy that the lights might be a little bright being a head coach in the NFL, especially at that uh, first podium. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, number 26, the Las Vegas Raiders. 0.2% chance of winning the Super Bowl, 70% chance of making the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. What are you going to do? Uh, Giants come in at number 25. Giants yeah. have some good skilled players. Daniel Jones just what Daniel is, Jones stinks. He's, it, it'll he's be stinks. interesting to see what happens uh, with uh, Barkley. Like, Barkley's coming back. They brought in uh, Kenny Galladay. Yep. They still have Shepard. Um, Tight end Ingram. Daniel Ingram Jones still just there. stinks, though. He sucks. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, he's not good. Got tripped up by the 20 yard line. Yeah. Remember when, <laughs> remember when he came him. in for Eli Manning? Two years ago, and he like lit it up for like a quarter, and it was like the first and time. Like, Danny died. Yeah, and some people on these airwaves said he was like the next big quarterback. It wasn't any of us. No. Uh, coming in at number twenty-four, the Atlanta Falcons, a twenty-one percent chance of making the playoffs, a point four percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan needs to do something. Do you guys think that? Uh, yeah, he seems to be fading. Yeah. Do you th- do you guys think that that's a little underrated for Atlanta? Like well, a you know bit, the offense I, is going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Obviously they just brought in Kyle Pitts. Mhm. And I mean that they still have a, Ridley. That's a team that's always thrived with a, a good tight end. They always look remember last It'll year. It'll be like a pesky last year? team. Yeah. Remember last year of all sneaky the good? crazy losses the Atlanta Falcons had? I'm not going to say sneaky good. Even though it's an Atlanta team, I'm going to say <laughs> that's like a team that like they could give you trouble but they're Atlanta not going to be Avian good. Team. What about it was the Falcons last year, right? That had was it three inexplicable losses that they had where they should have won the games? Was it three of them or just two? Oh, of them? dude, that was when yeah. they were like losing like the, games every week, like at the end. Remember when the Cowboys came back? It was like that was like the craziest one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Yeah, Big Mike coaches willed his way to a victory. <laughs> uh, coming in at number twenty three with a point six percent chance of winning the Super Bowl and a twenty five percent chance of uh, making the playoffs. The Chicago Bears, da Bears, Los Bears, with uh, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields got to be starting by week, what, week five. Somewhere around there. I, I see. That's one of those where if you have the luxury of having an Andy Dalton, and I don't think Andy Dalton's like bad, bad. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, well, he can, let the guy. If Tyrod's thirty to thirty-two, Dalton's like twenty-two to twenty-five. But but still, let him. If if you don't have grand plans of making a deep playoff run this year. Well, they year. do have grand plans, RJ. <laughs> it's it's just Nagy and Pace have the grand plan to. Lock into another year of of coaching yeah. and jobs. Yeah, but, but like it, it <laughs> should be one it. They where time. you allow Fields to ease his way in, not 
not just throw him in there the minute you see a sign of trouble just because the fans are clamoring for it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Justin Fields actually doesn't touch the field until the Bears are eliminated from the postseason. Yeah, and and that's that's what I hope it is because then there's no expectation on his shoulder, as bad as that sounds, and you can let him just play. Let players. I mean, play. I he's like... a run first quarterback. Everybody knows it. <laughs> what have you been listening to some other programs, RJ? Pace, Pace and Nagy <laughs> know exactly what they're doing. Way, folks. They're going to hold them for as long as they can so that they can say they can use them next year and say, it's his first year starting. You got to give us yeah. at least a third year. I mean, yeah. that, that should be what it is. It's like, guys, we talked about this. Uh, and then by 2025, we're all going to look up and go, man, Ryan Pace should have been fired in like <laughs> 2018. He's been fired immediately when he drafted Mitch Trubisky. Uh, coming at number 22, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, we'll see. They got a 0.7% chance to win the Super Bowl, 29% chance of making the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey's, you know, I how, think how that's he does. a sneaky good team, I think. Christian McCaffrey's going to ball. If, if, uh, if they can get some good Sam quarterback Darnold. play from Sam Darnold, that team's got a lot I, of skilled positions. I think his ghosts are gone now that uh, well, Googly think, Eyes isn't his I think coach his ghost anymore. was named Adam Gates. That's, yeah. that's the team for me that I think could be sneaky good. You talked about McCaffrey. They have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. They just drafted... Um, I like Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold would be good. I think the, one of the kids him. out of LSU at receiver yep. who's going to be their number three. I mean, you have Darnold. Who else did they bring in at quarterback? They brought someone else in to compete with Darnold. Oh, yeah, but then they shipped him off. Um, oh, yeah. But that defense, Matt Rule's a good coach. Matt Rule's a yeah. really good coach. Who was their backup? I don't even remember. I mean, with all the sanctions that were put on Baylor and you started winning with, like, minimum scholarships and non-top-tier yeah. recruits, I mean, he did a Christian good McCaffrey job. Christian McCaffrey is such a beast. Like, he'll he's the I'm, engine. I'm a huge believer in Matt Rule as being a really good coach. All right, coming in at number 21, the Arizona Cardinals. 0.8% chance of J.J. Watt. They got uh, DeAndre Hopkins now, Kyler Murray. Is he, uh, he cleared to play week one? Who? J.J. Watt? Why? I think so. I thought he was injured. T- T- oh, T.J. Oh, Watt's T. J. all hacked Watt off. T.J. Watt sitting off. Oh, yeah. Cardinals are there. I heard J.J. Watt's J.J. We'll see. And then coming up number 20, speaking of T.J. Watt, the Steelers, a 0.8% chance of winning the Super Bowl, 32.8% chance of making the playoffs. You know how we said it was like, it's inevitable that Hooters is going out of business in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's the last stand in Madison. Hooters' last stand on the east side. It's Big Ben's last stand in Pittsburgh. But he just... He's failing when's, fast. When's the walking boot coming out? Week five? Well, he's just a guy that you can see is fa- like falling apart. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like the Drew Brees progression over the last couple of years. Like he was progressively getting worse and worse. And you're like, man, how much longer can he hold yeah, on? Big Ben can't hold on much longer. Well, it looks like his arm's melting. Uh, coming in at number 19, though, on this list, boys. Uh, we'll just go rapid fire to get down to the top 10. Uh, the Denver Broncos, a 40% chance of making the playoffs they give them. I'm not in love as much with Denver as uh, Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, Rodgers was once <laughs> supposed to go there. He did not. Uh, instead, Teddy Two Gloves. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the starter. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers coming at number 18. Chargers? The Chargers. Not a huge believer in them either. As uh, Patrick Mahomes once said while golfing, who the F is Justin Herbert, I think is something along the lines of Mahomes said. And Herbert's like, well, I'm just glad he knew my name. Uh, coming at number 17. Doug and G Dub will be excited about this. The Washington football team, led by Brian or yeah, Ryan, excuse me, Brian. Ryan Fitzmagic. Yeah. You believe it? I mean, they got a really good roster. If if they get good quarterback play. Yeah. Uh coming in number sixteen, the Indianapolis Colts. That's another one. They got a really good roster if they get good quarterback play. Carson Wentz is out to start the season. Yeah. T. Y. Hilton is out indefinitely after next surgery. That will happen. That will happen. Uh, they do have a deep roster, though. Coming at number 15, the Purple People Eaters, the Chokers. That's why they're purple, right? 
the Minnesota Vikings. They give them a 45% chance of making the playoffs, a 2.1% chance of winning. You guys think that's a little high? Yeah, mostly because from all the news you hear, it's going to depend uh, week to week if they can field a team. Well, I, I feel yeah. like it's high too because that defense did not look very oh, good no, under under not. Zimmer, and normally he makes the defenses good. And even with spending a lot of draft picks um, the year before mm-hmm. on defense, they just really didn't perform. Yeah, I, I think we all know that Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. And you do like that? Yeah, we like that when we play you against like them. That! Thank you for turning the ball over. Uh, coming in at number 14, who the Packers play on Sunday, the New Orleans Saints led by Jameis, famous Jameis Winston. It's another team that's deep with roster talent, but uh, again, you're looking at the quarterback. Now, uh, slant boy Michael Thomas is not going to be playing he's right out. away. He's out. He can, he's not He's not able to return, I think, until week eight because he, he had to on go the on. He, they put him on there, and then he has to serve. I believe it's a two-week suspension. Yeah, Jeez. coming so, number yeah six and then two oh, week oh. six and then two coming in number thirteen. The New England Patriots, led by Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. By the way, it sounds like Mac Jones was trying to teach Cam Newton the playbook uh, during practice, and he wasn't quite. Maybe that's why him. he was looking good. He actually knew the playbook now. I'm I'm curious to see what Mac Jones. Dude, they does. had Cam Newton on with the with the John Gruden quarterback camp when he was coming yeah, out of Auburn that, and he, asked him to draw up plays from their season prior, and he couldn't do it. Yeah. Does that surprise me at all? No. no. Coming in at number 12, the Miami Dolphins. 54.3% chance of making the playoffs, a 2.5% chance of winning the Super Do you Bowl. see a pattern with a lot of these teams that are like middle of the road to like top 10-ish? They're all it great all deep roster, depends on but quarterback. what's the quarterback? quarterback? Coming in at number 11, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, led by Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Uh, no, his shoe was not coming off. It actually was his ankle that it broke. Maybe uh, my maybe wife said it's I think just his, a cramp. My wife said I think his shoe just came off. I'm like, nope, that's that's. I the think ankle. it's. I think it was just a cramp. I, I feel like broke. Dallas. I feel like Dallas is high in this list. Yeah, coming to number eleven. Yeah, fifty seven percent chance. I mean, well, they have a weak division. Is is um the offense? Is Mike line, McCarthy actually going to run the damn ball this it, year? I hope so. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. Did he didn't do it last Dude, year? Dude, I saw yeah. a stat on. Ezekiel Elliott with his touchdowns, and oh, I'd have to remember it, but it's not a very favorable one for him. Coming in at number 10 on the list for the NFL season. <laughs> NFL season starts tonight, baby. The handsome Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going against the even handsomer Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys as it is on. But we're looking here at uh, running on the list of all the NFL teams, their chances of making the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl. We're at uh, the top 10. Packers still not on the list yet. The Tennessee Titans coming in at number 10. 59% chance to make the playoffs, 2.6% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think that right there is a pretty damn good team in the Titans. Yeah, probably two questions. How good is the defense, and can Ryan Tannehill be as good as he was the last couple of years? Yep, true that. And then uh, coming in at number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson. Hey, Russell. Hey, Russell. What's your, who's your motivation? Unlimited. Unlimited. Doesn't it sound weird to say how good is that uh, Seattle defense? After all the years <laughs> yeah, of Legion right? of Boom, uh, it totally does. Uh, Russell Wilson very unhappy over the off season, uh, but apparently they uh, buried the hatchet because Mister Unlimited knows no bounds. Coming in at number eight, the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know what happens with Baker Mayfield? They got all the talent. They got a ton of uh, pieces, but can they shake being the Cleveland Browns? All right, kind of a hot take: the Cleveland Browns receivers are trash. Yeah, they've been over Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. I don't think that's a hot take, Rowdy. I think that's more of like a hey, we're breaking the trance of what you're fed, like, spoon fed constantly you, you from take, ESPN. You take Nick Chubb, who's a stud, 
and you take away Kareem Hunt off that team, that's a guy that obviously second fiddle to Nick Chubb, but also is a guy they like to get the ball out uh, out of the backfield to. Those receivers are so overrated. Odell Beckham, I think I was still in college when Odell Beckham Jr. actually was good. Some say Odell Beckham Jr. looks better in a skirt than he does on the football field. Okay. I mean, he wears them. Some people wear skirts. Yeah. <laughs> Odell know. Beckham I mean, has been trash. People wear kilts. <laughs> yeah, they do wear kilts. I'd wear, I'd wear a kilt. What are you, what are you trying to say? Nothing. I'm people, not even, I'm not even Irish. Uh, let's see. Coming in at number seven, the Los Angeles Rams. Improved. I mean, you just grabbed a, a top quarterback in uh, Matthew Stafford. In my opinion, he's been top 12 pretty much his whole career. Stafford's a beast, and he finally yeah. has got like talent around him. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's still on that defense. Obviously, Aaron Donald's still on that defense. Climbed his way out The of only hell. issue for them <laughs> is that running back room since everyone's getting hurt. Yeah, well, and also can Matt Stafford stay healthy? Well, he, he, he's actually he kind of – He plays through everything. He plays through it all, yeah, for the yeah. most part. Uh, coming in at number six, the San Francisco 49ers. This team's this team's good. They were good last year, just everyone got hurt. Yeah. And and they still found a way to win way more games than they probably should have. Will, will Jimmy Garoppolo start the season? Probably. Yes. Will Trey Lance eventually become quarterback? Probably. Uh, this season? Not, uh, no. Oh, Ray no. says no. I'll say yes. Uh, top we'll five coming up. But we'll first, see who's right. We'll see who's right. Top five coming up. Still have not yet named the Packers, so hint, hint. Better than the top five. Uh, let's go to the phones. Who's this? Hey, don't say light magic. Uh, All right, thank you for that. All right, coming in at number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Was this article written before every running back in their running nope, back this room is, went this down? this is fresh as of a couple hours ago. Yeah, they currently have two running backs, really. And Gus, then they Gus, just uh, no, they have three. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Didn't they, did they just sign uh, Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell and practice squad, and one other guy to the practice squad. Oof. Bell's on the practice squad right now. But two two guys on their original roster left at the running back position. Yeah, who would have been fighting for the third spot? Uh, Gus Edwards would have been. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, boys, that's uh, all the way up to number five. Oh, who's the second running back that went down for him? Justice Hill. Yes. He was their third down yep, back. That's, their... that's who I was thinking of. That's that's the guy who was your third running back. Your top ten right now, best Super Bowl and chance to make the playoff odds. Ten, Titans, nine, Seahawks, eight, Browns, seven, Rams, six, Niners, five, Ravens. Coming in, though, at number four, yes, indeed, the Green Bay Packers. Their chance to win the Super Bowl sits at 6.6% and making the playoffs at 70.5%. The Packers, who have been back-to-back 13-3 and seasons, uh, back-to-back NFC Championship games. Rodgers coming off an MVP season. This could be his last dance. Uh, Devontae Adams was on the podium yesterday talking about how this could be the last dance again. And did you hear Devontae saying that there's no chance they get a deal worked out for him? Yeah. For In the regular season? Like, it's not happening? Like he said, it's not happening? I got a sneaky suspicion that Devontae's not going to be here at the end of the year, and neither is Rodgers. I guess depending on what happens. If they win the Super Bowl, then things change. But, Rowdy, the Packers are at number four, 70.5% chance of making the playoffs, 6.6% uh, chance excuse me, of winning the Super Bowl. What do you think of those odds? Well, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, look at what the Green Bay Packers have done under Matt LaFleur, right? Win. He only has six losses. Yeah, all they've done is win. Now, In the regular season. They haven't been able to get past the NFC Championship game, but they've found ways to win. Obviously, year one, it was ugly, but they continue to win. Yep. Now, year two... It was pretty. It was pretty. Until the last 
game. Yeah, I can't unsee things that were done by certain individuals. But we know that almost the entire Kevin team King. is coming back. You know that you're going to have a MVP quarterback returning. You have two really good running backs. Uh, Kylan Hill also looks like to be a third good addition to that running back room. Yep. The defensive side of the ball, it looks like your defensive line is improved. You have the exact same outside linebackers returning that all played well last year. Your inside well, what's linebackers. What's up with Darius Smith, though, you know? Sounds like they're giving him time. Yeah. Well, is it, is it a back injury like they suggest? Or there was rumors he was very hacked off about his contract. I don't, we'll see. He's practic- He's been practicing this On week. paper, the three outside linebackers coming back are all playing. We're playing at a really high level. Yeah. Your inside linebacking position looks like it's gotten a little better and can only get better. And then your secondary continues to look like a really good deep secondary. I mean, you added Eric Stokes as your first round pick, and now you got three guys that you're hoping can all be quality, legit twos in the NFL. Obviously, Jair Alexander, he's one of the best uh, corners in the league. Kevin King was a serviceable number two last year. And if you can give uh, Eric Stokes can give you being a, a serviceable two type corner. Now you have three solid corners. And you got to think, I mean, Rodgers coming off that MVP season, the number one offense in the league last year. Rodgers is, I think, happier now. I mean, Randall Cobb is back. His his BFF is back, Rowdy. You can't go higher than one in the NFL. So, but Rodgers got to be a little more happy. Yeah, and then I didn't mention the offensive side of the ball much outside of the running back and, and quarterback. But obviously we've talked about, I mean, this receiver group is probably the deepest it's been especially with with top talent and bottom talent there. Yep. The tight end group is is really good. You're probably going to end up cutting your third round pick from a few years ago in Jay Sternberger. And uh, Sternberger. the only real question mark is the offensive line. And really there's only question marks there because of the well, injuries. And Royce Newman starting, I guess, in the uh, yeah, it's young. It's young. And you have injuries. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going to read you a little snippet here. They talk about the Packers being fourth. Matt LaFleur's decision to kick a field goal down by eight in the fourth quarter has already become a meme and would suggest his game management is a concern. Really? But it seems more like a strange aberration for a coach who was uh, right around the league average in terms of aggressiveness on fourth downs last year. Are we people still, like, obviously we would have preferred to see Rodgers go for it there. I think Rodgers wanted to do that as well. Are we? St- are we're not pinpointing Matt Lafleur deciding to kick the field goal the reason why they lost that game? Like I would point at Kevin King first. I'll be interested to see if they get in a tough situation in a tough game because the Green Bay Packers do have one of the toughest schedules this year. Mm-hmm. That's and an extra game. I would. I'm interested to see what happens when it's a tough call. It's a fifty-fifty call, and Matt Lafleur makes a call, and we'll see how Aaron Rodgers reacts to it. Do you, man? I feel. Do you? Because everything seems. It's all Rogers. Do you think they're gonna placate the Rogers all year? Like, hey, Rogers, what do you think? Everything seems hunky dory still, right? Yep. When I mean, he's hugging Matt Lafleur, yeah. They're like smooching. when he's in pressers, when they're out there, everything still seems pretty fine. Kind of like what it was, basically since day one. Obviously, remember at the year one, the very beginning, when they're talking about will Aaron Rodgers respect Matt Lafleur? Will they be able to coexist? And that was like the storyline the whole time. Yeah. Well, it seems like it worked pretty well, and offense going into year three can only seems like it's only getting better and better. They haven't really had, I guess you would say, daggers throwing back at each other at all. No, it seems like there's a picture the other day of them like hugging and like being buddy buddy. Even Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gutekunst, 
it seems like when they're on the field, they're sitting there talking to each other. Aaron Rodgers has said this is the best it's been in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Rodgers said that earlier this week, I think, or, la- or la- end of last week, that the communication's been great. But then you just hear these like almost like reports from out of nowhere where it's like he's hacked off, which obviously he's got to be somewhat pissed off. I, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But it almost like the media tries to make things worse than huh. it really is. Yo, the me- Rowdy, the media would never try to drum things up and make it worse than it actually is. They would never do it. Are you serious, Rowdy? You're telling me that the media would just would try to push people to get clicks and likes to fleece their own pockets because they're a for-profit business? No way. All right, so uh, coming in at number three on the list, we'll talk more Packers coming up. Rob Reichel going to join us from Forbes.com. Coming in at number three, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. A Josh Allen's a beast. A 9.4% chance of winning the Super Bowl, a 79% chance of making the playoffs. Well, they're the like Bills. the Packers. They're the team that made it to the AFC Championship game, one game away, and they're returning a ton of their players, and they have a, a good young quarterback in Josh Allen. Yep, and, and they they, they kind of do. They kind of do mirror Green Bay. They totally do. Outside of Green I mean, Bay's got the Green Bay's got the older veteran quarterback that's really really good. Buffalo's got the upcoming yeah the new kid on the block. But both teams have solid defenses. Both Mark. teams are deep. Yeah, and they both got you know similar you know when it comes to weather and stadium and yada yada yada. So Buffalo Bills coming in at number three, uh, coming in at number two. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 14.1% chance to win the Super Bowl, 85.6% chance of making the playoffs. I mean, all you, have to do, all you have to do is look up and down their roster and then see that Tom Brady's their quarterback. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I oh, get it. They got a ton of ton of good players and Tom Brady. All right, we'll oh, slap them up there really high. And then finally, coming in at number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Here they have one. Every team gets a little breakdown of why they're at where they're line. at. O-line is their negative. They have one sentence, and it's four words long, this sentence, of why they're number one. Here it is. They have Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say Patrick Mahomes is quarterback. <laughs> they have Patrick Mahomes. But that offensive line, I believe they have two rookies that are projected to be starters uh, for Kansas City. I know they brought in, I think it was one veteran offensive lineman. But that that was their question mark in the postseason that was what Tampa Bay Buccaneers took advantage of but yes obviously they still have the trio of Mahomes Kelsey Tyreek Hill obviously they have Edwards Hilaire yeah that's a good roster obviously Andy Um, Reid is still there Andy Reid is definitely still there have you seen did you see his legs recently that dude needs to like that guy's put down the cheeseburgers and pick up uh some iceberg lettuce there's there's really no you look at Just those. For you. They, you look at those top four teams. I have no. You can't really yeah. argue with it. No. I mean, even if you look at the top ten, I I personally can't really argue a ton with it. No. I mean, you could say like, oh, you know, the the Packers should be here, the Bills should be there, yada yada yada. But do you do you notice what the difference is between? Yeah, like those top fives versus the top ten to fifteen. It's quarterbacks. It's literally how good your quarterback is. A third and ten. Blitz. Rodgers steps away, in trouble, throws as he's hit, and it is a cut, it is, touchdown, Adams, how did he catch that? Pass interference, number 37 defense, that penalty is declined, there's also a play, 
touchdown. Magic from Rodgers. I know I've said it to you guys before. I hold myself to a standard of having a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of yards, and a bunch of catches because that's what ultimately leads to us winning games. Unless I'm catching that ball and I'm getting in the end zone a bunch of times, based off how much I'm relied on in this on in this offense, you know, we just we won't be able to get it done unless I am holding myself to that high standards. Oh baby, football is upon us, and with that we have our Packer insider Mike Clemens in the house. Mike, what's up, my brother? How we living? Uh pretty good. Um I had some of your listeners come to me at Twitter Uh-oh. and say Hey, it's the first week of the season, and you know how the Packers roll. Is Devontae going to get a new deal this week? And actually, I thought, you know, that's really a good question because they're right. There's been that timing. And so Devontae was asked uh, flat out after practice yesterday, you know, are are your people working with the team? Are there going to be one of these surprises on Saturday morning? Devontae signs a new five-year contract, highest-paid receiver in the NFL. He said, nope, no nope, chance. No chance. Mike, I thought my listeners were going to come after you and say, are you going to come to Hooters this Sunday and watch the Packers with us? I'd like to go to Hooters, man, because I love the wings and the crab legs special. You're like my dad. Oh my my dad loves the crab legs too, Mike. He loves them. Well, I, well I, have, I am probably old enough to be your dad at this point, but... Yeah, no, the, the Hooters in Green Bay is like an East Indian restaurant and not doing well, should I, it's, should I say. Hooters' last stand is on the east side of Madison, Mike. We'll go sometime and get crab legs together, okay? I used to run into Bubba Franks there all the time at the, <laughs> at the Green Bay Hooters. Sorry to get you sidetracked, Mike. I'm glad that my listeners didn't come after you about Hooters and they came after you about Packers questions. I, 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 yeah, I went for dinner. He went for pitchers of beer and company, I think. So, so the deal is this. Tom Silverstein from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel put out a story this morning. He says, uh, Devontae Adams and T.J. Watt from the Steelers want the same thing, guaranteed money. Don't give me this five-year deal where you can let me go after two or something like that. And you know, The signing bonuses, those are nice, but we want guaranteed money, and the Packers and the Steelers are both organizations say, eh, not sure about that. So, you know, this whole last dance thing, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, you got to wonder if Rodgers, in part of his, okay, like, how did I just lose to Tom Brady? And how did Brady be able to leave the Patriots and go to some other organization and run the table, let's run this place my way, and just beat me, and now he's headed off to the Super Bowl? Why can't I have a piece of that? And the next thing he's got to be thinking about in his quote-unquote contemplation is, and this roster ain't going to be the same in 2022, man. Devontae's up. There's all these other guys that are up. You know, MVS could be up. And and they, they've got salary cap problems in Green Bay. Maybe I need to start. start the, so I think that's part of this last dance thing. And when you ask Devontae, he says that, you know, when he's out there golfing with Aaron Rodgers, how bad does he want a Super Bowl this year so he can get that ring and add that to his resume before he goes into free agency? I just, I'm just trying to make this thing as little about me. As, as you know, I'm not really a big me guy. Um, you know, I want, I want it to be on me when it's, when it's time to shine, you know, throw me the ball. But as far as the attention, look, we, we don't really know what's going on. So it's, that's the team perspective, but it really it relates the same as it pertains to me and Aaron as well. Like, you don't, we don't really know what's going to happen. So at the end of the day, you know, it's been something that Aaron and I have talked about. And we try to, like, you know, just just have the right mindset on. You know, we out there golfing or whatever. We just say this this has to be the year, just because we're not going to have exactly the same team next year. And whether that's him being not not here, me, uh, Mercedes, whoever it is, you know, Marquez, whatever the situation is, it's just not going to be quite the same without 
all the pieces that we have now. So that's why I kind of made it general, tried to hide it in there a little bit, but uh, that didn't work for you. So hopefully that was good enough. Mike, I'm getting a little nervous about the state of the Packers after this year with all this last dance chatter and what you were just saying before Devontae there. I'm getting a little uneasy about the status of the roster moving forward. Well, yeah, I mean, you should be. See, to me, though, Ebo, I have a, I have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers is also trying to say, okay, I've tried this, I've tried this. What else can I do to lock to help lo- motivate my locker room? Because Matt LaFleur is going to be here for a couple of years, and I think, you know, that actually should be the head coach's job. Yeah. But these guys, you know, Devontae and Rodgers, they want a ring. They like their coach, they like their system, they like their, their team. They needed more help over there on the defense. They needed some special teams help, but, you know, for field position. So you asked Rodgers this yesterday. So, you know, you go to the NFC Championship twice, and, you know, you get sent home early. So is there pressure? Is this like a must-win pressure in the locker room like this right now to win a Super Bowl this time? The feel that I get with the energy in the locker room is not pressure. It's uh focus. I really do. I think it's the right perspective and the right type of focus. Uh, We know we have a talented team. We know what the expectations are. Um, We're just focusing on accountability and holding each other accountable Uh, because regardless of what happens with any of our situations, this group will not be together the way it is now in years down the line. So we're going to enjoy this year for all it has to offer at each other and I think that's the right perspective to have in, in, in this situation. Now, Mike, everything seems hunky-dory right now, and they can enjoy all the stuff they have this year, but what if they start stacking up some losses? How much enjoyment is there going to be there? Well, it's stuff you got to fix, you know, and and I think they've got a lot of depth on this team yeah. uh, to to deal with the injuries. I, think, I mean, look at some of the guys that are on the practice squad, so they're doing pretty good there. Uh, those are some of the things. I Are people going to be uh, – um, be able to catch on to what Lafleur's doing, sure. You know, going into the third year. On the other hand, though, too, I see Rodgers. I mean, look for this. I could be completely wrong. You know, the back shoulder throw, the classic back shoulder throw to Jordy Nelson. All right, Jordy lines up on the numbers. He goes down. He cuts back to the sidelines. He, if he's on the left side, he turns. He opens his hips to the left and looks over his left shoulder. Puts his hands up. Over out over the sidelines in a cradle position up by his ear, and the ball comes at his ear from Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Rodgers has thrown this low and away ball, and I've seen it over and over again in in camp where he's not aiming at the ear anymore; he's aiming at the knee, and the receivers know it's coming there. It's even it's it's three more feet away, tougher for a corner to chase that ball. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until I saw Kevin King watching this for a couple of weeks that finally he realized when that route is running, that the ball's coming to his knee, not to his ear, and I need, I need to be like a third baseman and jump out to, to deflect it because I know where the ball's coming. And, and he did it. He, he deflected a ball to, De, to Devontae from Rodgers because he anticipated it. We'll see if they actually try and pull that in the game. But uh, this team that you're going to face now, with the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees is gone. Uh, on the on the uh, on the off on the uh, offensive line, the Packers are going to start these two rookies, Josh Meyer and Royce Newman at right guard, and then you got Elton Jenkins filling in for the next six weeks at least uh, at left tackle. So the Saints have got uh, some veteran guys. They've got a great uh, defensive coordinator, longtime veteran Dennis Allen, who. 
uh, Lafleur said always gets his team to play tenacious. You got Marcus Davenport and Cameron Jordan. They're a handful, although they came out of camp like short at corner. So they signed a veteran, Desmond Trufant, who, you know, he's been around there a while. They brought back Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, he was there years ago. They brought him back. And then on their, over these two rookies, you're going to have Christian Ringo, who the Packers let go in 2016, and Montrevious Adams, wow. who the Packers let go. Those are the guys. You know, yeah, not, Montrevious may not be active for the game, but it's like, wow, you know, this is – that's kind of a break, and so you asked. I asked Josh Myers in this camp that week before the Bills. Man, that was a good Bills team. As a matter of fact, ESPN just did their projection. They say it's going to be Packers and Bills in the Super Bowl. So you got to play Josh Allen, those guys. And I asked Josh Myers, the new rookie center for Aaron Rodgers, how much did playing that game against Buffalo help you prepare for this week one? Yeah, I think the prep going into that game. And then just since then, prepping for the Saints and all of the operation things uh, that I've gotten to do in those these last few weeks has been super helpful. Yeah, I love it because that was the, all their starters playing in that game, right, Mike, for the Buffalo Bills essentially. So the Packers yeah. got some trial by fire. They did, man. They they you know those guys and and it was in crowd noise. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of Buffalo Bills fans at that stadium. Yeah, the Bills Mafia was out in full force. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, moving forward, I mean, we got this game coming up in Jacksonville, right? And the Saints, I mean, you already alluded to it, right? There's no Drew Brees. He's in the broadcast booth. Now we're looking at, what, this guy named Jameis Winston, who we're uh, pretty familiar with, yeah? Yeah, and then in your backfield, Alvin Kamara, he'll be tough. Offensive line is a veteran group. They're very good at pass protection. Marcus Callaway, this kid really jumped out in, in the preseason games that I saw. I saw one on him against the Jaguars week. He caught not one but two touchdowns outstretched in, in the end zone. It's like you, you just throw into his zip code, and he's going to catch it for you. So it comes down to Jameis Winston, who has always been athletic, who always gets in the facility early. I mean, they showed that when they, they did uh, hard knocks you know, with the Buccaneers. Um, a good meaning kid, just he never seems to get to that next level of maturity and decision making. And Sean Payton's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Can he finally get this guy at 27, you know, to perform? And so, you know, Jameis Winston opened up his press conference yesterday in kind of a leadership role, and he had this message for the fans back in Louisiana from his press conference in Dallas yesterday. I want to say thank you to all the first responders and the people on the ground right now working in New Orleans to help our city be resilient. We're going to feed off of this to make us stronger. Everybody in Louisiana, we're with you. We're going to represent for you. Second thing is, everybody in the Florida Gulf Coast area, come out there and support us. You can make it to the game if you're in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, North Florida, South Florida, wherever. We need all our Saints fans out there representing us because we're together. It's a blessing. It's been more than a year removed from me having the opportunity, and I'm, I'm not taking anything for granted, and I'm just I'm blessed and grateful. What a nice press conference from Jameis Winston. That was great. Well, you know, he's stepping up. In the, you know, the other thing, too, is he had a year or two to watch Drew Brees in his role. Yeah. I mean, that's what, the, that's what they look for in the Mike, Saints. Mike, also, sorry to interrupt, but we also can, you and I, when we go to Hooters, we can uh, invite Jameis Winston for some crab legs. I know he likes them. Absolutely, absolutely, and and share. You know, we can share with the table next. Sharing to is caring. Absolutely. You got it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Jameis so, Winston, obviously, I mean, a good quarterback. He can sling the ball. What's it looking like for that defense for the Packers against famous Jameis? 
Well, I think you'll have Jair and uh, Kevin King at the corners, and you know you're healthy in that secondary, except for Vernon Black. The big question that a lot of the writers have been so focused on this big mystery is who's going to be the star in the Joe Barry defense? Who's going to be that roving nickel that can play? Are they going to let uh, Darnell Savage play that? Are they going to let Shannon Sullivan do it again? You know, from from last. Etc. They won't say. They'll just tell you the two or three players that it. So that'll be a big thing. That everybody will be tweeting out. You know, by the end of the first quarter, is who they think is the roving nickel that gets to play the ball in the slot and over the middle. And you know, like actually, what Charles Woodson played when he moved to Green Bay, and they 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 got you know Tremont and um, and uh, the other corner. I can't Sam Shields, uh, and they let they let Woodson play the field. Of course, they don't have Charles Woodson on this roster right yeah. now. So you talk to Jerry Gray, veteran defensive back coach in the NFL, a lot of years with the Vikings, about what do you think you're going to see? What are you telling your players about the difference between Drew Brees at quarterback and Jameis Winston? Well, you know, whenever you look at uh, Jameis Winston, you know he can throw the deep ball very well. He showed that in preseason, and he can drop it in there wherever he needs to. So, you know, he has an arm that's going to get you about 55 or 60 yards in the air. I mean, I, I played against him when he was at Tampa, and he did the same thing. You know, he's going to throw the ball deep. So that gives you a good chance to, you know, you got to be able to cover their receivers, and I think they got about three or four good receivers there. You know, the thing is that you can't go in and say, well, there's no big-name guys there. Well, the NFL, there's good football players on every team. And you got good quarterbacks, and they're going to get them the ball. So your job is to go out there and cover the guys that they have. And we, got, we know we got to cover deep now. You know, to where I know sometimes people say, well, Drew couldn't do this. But the good thing about Drew, you know, just going up against him, he got the ball out of his hands. And he got to the guys that was making plays. So those are, that was different in Drew. But I think Jamison Winston is a different quarterback. Even uh, Hill is a different quarterback. You know, he can throw the ball deep also. So you can't just all of a sudden say, well, we don't have Drew Brees, and you take a deep breath. You probably got to cover longer. And then that third corner is going to be a little bit more important for you because if you're running 50 yards down the field, you want to put somebody in because they put receivers in different too. Yeah, Mike, uh, Jameis, as, a, as a, let's see here, uh, Coach Jerry Gray called him Jameson Winston. Jameis Winston had LASIK surgery after going 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Hopefully his eyesight is, is doing all right for him. Well, I guess for the Packers' sake, hopefully not. But he's a good quarterback, Mike. But I think there's a better quarterback on the other, on the other team, right? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, who this was kind of funny. Corey Broquez is the new punter, and he took the number seven jersey from Kurt Benkert, who's now in the practice squad, the uh, the third-string quarterback, so he's now wearing number six. And I really like this kid. I think he's really sharp. You know something? He's like a young Mason Crosby, articulate, knows his game. He could he could name every punt that he had in the preseason when he was trying to beat out, beat out Johnny Hacker for the Saints. And he talked about, uh, that when he was here with the Bills, he played for the Bills for three or four years, that in that 2018 season, what turned out to be McCarthy's last year, the Packers beat the, a bad Bills team 22 to nothing in Lambeau, but that's when Rodgers went to the podium and said, yeah, you know what, we could have had, had a lot more. Yeah. That was a bad game plan today. Remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Well, the punter for the Bills that day was Corey Baroquez, and he went to Aaron Rodgers after the game and asked him for his jersey. Listen to this. Actually, my, my rookie year when we played here, I asked him uh, if I could get his jersey. They were on the throwback ones, and that was definitely a long shot, and I did not get one. <laughs> I don't remember that. I actually I, I squared him up in the locker room nicely. 
I said, I said, that's the story you're going to go with on day one, huh? <laughs> I don't remember that. It would have been a no either way, though. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers living his best life uh, this season, eh, Mike? Uh, you know, everything's lined up now. They got a tough schedule, but everything's lined up. And, uh, you know, Rodgers spends so much time on self-help and, and, and his own focus and trying to figure out what he could do next. Now I just hope he can just loosen up, play ball, that everybody's on the same page with him. He doesn't make it too complicated. And, you know, they can go 11-6 and six and get in the playoffs right. again. Hey, Mike, what's next for you? Are you uh, going to be in Jacksonville? Or what's, what's Mike Clemens doing for Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Taking off uh, Saturday morning, and, uh, and then we got the game. And, you know, the good news is I, I, it's going to be hot, you know, maybe some thunderstorms in 88, but the game doesn't kick off until 425 Eastern time, so it ought to cool off a little bit like that yeah. and probably save the kids from Wisconsin from, you know, the muscle cramps in Florida. <laughs> Hey, Mike, enjoy your time out in uh, Jacksonville, my friend. We'll be following along at uh, Mike Clemens NFL, your Twitter account, checking out here on the show, also Bill Michael's show. You're a fountain of knowledge, my friend. Enjoy the time, and go Pack Go, Mike. I'll recap the ga- game for you guys first thing on Monday morning, okay? You got it, Mike. From Jacksonville. Good stuff, brother. There Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mike Clemens, good stuff. Going all the way up to Florida, Rowdy. Bring that water. 